my guest on Lacrosse Talk this morning, Dr. Anthony Trugoski, political scientist at the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. Good morning, Anthony. Thanks for talking with me. Good morning, Mike. Nice to see. Nice to talk with you today. Money to be spent in the we start with the less controversial at the moment, anyway. A Supreme Court, Wisconsin Supreme Court, uh, about to spend more money, uh, at least predicted, than any other race so far in history to try and uh, uh, influence uh, the Supreme Court, the direction, whether it will be liberal or conservative. Uh, the onslaught is it going to get uglier? Yeah, Mike, and in fact, we have some breaking news on that because WizPolitics.com reports that we are now up to $19 million of spending on the Wisconsin State Supreme Court election. We know that the record previously for a judicial election in the United States was $15 million set in Illinois in 2004. So we have five weeks to go in this campaign. We've already broken the record, and there's a lot more money where that came from. Right now, the Janet Protasiewicz side is greatly outspending the Dan Kelly side. Dan Kelly, during the primary, talked about how GOP megadonor Dick Uline would contribute heavily to his campaign and how other outside groups would put in. He was even talking about figures of like $20 million during the primary campaign, promising that that kind of money was coming up in the general election. So obviously right now there's pressure on Dan Kelly and his contributors to keep up with the significant spending that is on the more liberal side with Janet Protasiewicz. So I think there's going to be a lot more money where that came from. We've already broken the record, and now, hey, Mike, let's just go ahead and shatter that record. Right, I guess so. Well, in the ads that we see for Protasiewicz calling Kelly an extremist have been all focused on one issue. Is that is that a good thing for a, for a candidate to pick an issue, pick a controversial issue, and then ignore everything else and apparently most other voters in this uh, in this race? Mike, it's truly one of the odd aspects of electing judges, because judges handle an enormous range of issues, ranging from the high-profile issues of abortion and gerrymandering to the low-profile, obscure, and technical issues. Now, when voters make the choices in these elections, they're obviously going to be focused on the culture wars. They're going to be focused on the issues that really connect with the average person. And that is okay to an extent because the state Supreme Court in Wisconsin does have quite a bit of power and has really asserted itself in its power as it, as it pertains to those issues that really do affect us in important ways. But I think the campaign doesn't reflect the full range of issues that the state Supreme Court handles. And so you've heard a couple, at least one former state Supreme Court justice say that we should go to a system where the governor appoints state Supreme Court justices or other systems would be a panel of experts, a panel of lawyers, a panel of retired judges would vet candidates and pick them that way. So I think there's going to be a lot of talk about maybe reforming the system after this election. Certainly campaign finance reform uh, might be something that comes up uh, due to the amount of spending, but selecting judges more generally, it doesn't have to be this way. Other states use different systems. We've just chosen to go with the election system. Yeah, great. Well, if money is speech uh, and it's free, uh, it certainly isn't free in Wisconsin. All right, let's go to D.C., the uh, Supreme Court there, uh, uh, hearing arguments on a somewhat controversial issue. Why? I'm curious, why do they 
hear these arguments over a, a week or two, but then take months and months to make a decision. Yeah, Mike, there's been some really interesting political science research on if these oral arguments actually make a difference. It's one of the few parts of the Supreme Court that we actually, as a public, have a window into. When we think about the Supreme Court, they are called the invisible branch by political scientists because we don't have nearly as much insight into what happens in the Supreme Court compared to the Congress or the presidency. So the Supreme Court is often this black box where we don't fully understand what happens. We do know that this uh, case surrounding student loan forgiveness is going to go through weeks, if not months, of deliberations inside the court. The conservatives on the court signaled that they are skeptical of the president's arguments in favor of his authority to cancel student debt. But Sometimes those signals can be a little deceiving. There's a lot of negotiating, a lot of bargaining, a lot of horse trading, if you will, to go. And so we'll have to see how this turns out. But this thing is going to kind of go away for a few months, then it'll come right back. And no doubt the Supreme Court will make yet another ruling that captures the public's attention and generates controversy. Interesting. I wonder if uh, if they do or or uh, could, uh, as I don't have a great deal of experience on a jury, but I do recall hearing the case, going to deliberate, and the very first thing the foreman said was, let's take a vote. They do the secret vote, they count the ballots, and if the decision is made right then, then it's, then it's over. They announce that decision, and the case is closed. Uh, there isn't a lot of, there doesn't need to be back and forth because they followed the judge's uh, orders before they went away. They don't need to deliberate anymore. They've already decided. Could Supreme Court justices do the same thing? Mike, they do do something kind of like that, where they take an initial vote. But then the devil is kind of in the details. With Supreme Court cases, they write a long opinion that explains their rationale for the ruling. And that opinion is the result of a lot of bargaining. So they do take an initial vote, and then they go into the details of crafting a complex legal document. All right. So we'll see how that all turns out as we uh, – any predictions? I got to go, but I'm curious. Any predictions? Yeah, I think it'll be I think the loan forgiveness will be struck down and then the Biden administration will devise a different type of policy. Oh, I can hardly wait to hear more about that, which means you and I will get a chance to talk again. Dr. Anthony Chergoski, uh, he's my guest on the Crosstalk this morning. Thank you very much for making room in your busy schedule. Appreciate it. All right. Got to go.